Imagine being 10 years old, switched on to creativity and design, and being given 10 minutes with a professional product designer. What a significant moment that could be. Children from Escort, Dorchester, Priory and Old Fleet Primary Schools in Hull have done exactly this, thanks to their work with Jason at Creative Briefs Design Company and the Chewy Project. Here's their 10 minutes with Anna, creator and designer of Gumdrop Bins. It's very nice to be here as well. We might not get a chance to do all of the questions, but shall we pick off six, do we think? So what inspired you to design chewing gum bins? It's a very good question. It's a huge, huge problem. So I think that's where I started, is every designer needs to have something to solve. So that was my problem, the fact that it was everywhere. Gum litter is everywhere. Have you seen it all over the streets? Yes. So that's, that was my starting point. My inspiration was the fact that nothing was being done in terms of recycling. So you might be able to recycle a crisp packet or a Coca-Cola can, but nothing was being done with chewing gum. So I decided I would do something to try and find out how I could recycle chewing gum. What happens if the bin gets more day? It's a good question. It doesn't tend to happen. What happens when you put your chewing gum into the bin? It actually dries. So if you've got sort of saliva on there, it dries. It comes really, really hard and really brittle, which actually helps us when we recycle it during our process. So we haven't had any mould to date. <laughs> Just goes hard. Could you make a pair of shoes from bubble gum? Yes, we could. So we currently make Wellington boots. So anything sort of rubber-like, I've seen, looking at all of your shoes that you're wearing, I can see that you've all got sort of rubber soles. So you could actually make all of your soles to your shoes out of recycled chewing gum if you collected enough. What made you think of the idea to make it? Again, going back to the problem. So if I think... If you look at the actual design of the gumdrop bin, it reminds me of a bubblegum bubble. So that's one of the things of how I thought right through design, I can try and attract people to use it and try and get them to understand what it was. So it's in the shape of a bubblegum bubble. But again, the inspiration was the problem, the huge problem of gum litter that hopefully we're going to be able to solve with the gumdrop bins and your help as well. Are you just going to put them in the towns in the city? They can go anywhere. Um, so anywhere where there's a chewing gum problem. A lot of the gum litter is in town centres, on our streets. You've probably seen it. Um, other litters, we've got schools, universities. We work with airports, shopping centres, cinemas, all sorts of places where you find chewing gum litter. I'm sure you've put your hand underneath a desk, maybe, and felt that yucky chewing gum. Have you done that? <laughs> so anywhere, not just town centres. How long are you hoping for this to last? That's a great question. Uh, forever, hopefully. Um, I hope that it becomes the number one solution and it just becomes a normal thing to see a gumdrop bin on a street or in your school or when you go to the airport and you know what to do, like you do with perhaps normal black bins that you see on the streets today. So I'm hoping forever. <laughs> all, of, all of what we make happens here in the UK and the reason for that is that we want to make sure that 
everything that we do is very environmental. So we make sure that all of the designs and all of the manufacturing that happens for the gumdrop bins stays in this country. How many bins do you reckon you'll make in total? Mm, That's a very good question. It very much depends on how much chewing gum we collect. So at the moment, we manufacture about sort of between 5,000 and 8,000 bins a year, depending on how much we collect. How much does it cost to make the bins? That's a good question too. I'd say, again, it depends on how much chewing gum we have because that's our sort of raw material, but it can cost anything from £5 to £8. But that all depends on the process that you use to get to that stage. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So that's just the, the end product. Before that, you've got the whole process of recycling. So. Can I just uh, say an easier way to look at the cost of the bin is how much it costs per day to have a bin and use it recycled for the first year, which works out at £1.37 a day, which, which equals two and a half pieces of chewing gum being put in that bin per day, which in year two becomes a lot less because the bin's paid for. How could you collect the chewing gum bins, the chewing, the chewing gum, because you haven't got any, you cannot have any bins yet until you, collect, you start collecting them, but how would you collect them? Uh. So it's a sort of a chicken and egg question, isn't it? Which came first? Hmm. <laughs> so when we very, very first started, we actually used a recycled plastic. So there was no chewing gum in there until probably about month six, where we actually then collected the chewing gum, which we were then able to put back into it once we recycled it. So it did start off without any. Um, what inspired you to make the other products made out of chewing gum? So other products, I think, really came as, um, again, trying to solve the problem of gum litter. So not only do we collect chewing gum from the streets or from people who want to put their chewing gum somewhere other than the floors, we also work with the factories that actually make the chewing gum and they have a lot of waste so that needed to go into something but again all of these products just shows what you can actually do with recycled chewing gum so it's a very exciting material in terms of what you can actually make some good questions there from the children but do you have any questions to put to the children gosh let me think i think i'd like to to know what you found the most interesting part of, of the sort of gumdrop story? Well, what I thought was the most interesting part was if you could make anything else, because it would be almost impossible, because some things are made out of materials that are soft, and some are made out of some are made out of hard. So if you could make them like both at the same time, it'd be fun. That's very, very true. That's what we're working on. We hopefully will get more materials and more different types so we can make all sorts of different products. I've been very impressed with all of the designs um, and would love to talk to more of you about some of the inspiration behind some of your designs as well, if you've got time. Well, one of my designs that I made was one to go outside of game in Prospect Centre. Okay. Um, so basically I put get two game controllers from different brands and then I started like um, colouring it in the like 
the actual like you know the logo I, I colored I drew that on and then I colored it all purple and um, um, I added a few games, I just wrote games onto it. And the main place where they should have the chewing gum bins is like outside of candy stores because um, there's lots of chewing gum around there because that's where you can buy the chewing gum from. Ah, that's a very good point. Very good. And what about the, d- the design process? Have you really enjoyed that? How have you got yourself started off? Have you done some research or how did you get started on your ideas? Well, I thought of my ideas were going to be good, so I just copied them off a game that I really like. And I've never actually played the game myself, but I've watched other gamers play it. So I got the design from a thought. I was like, hmm, a chewing gum designed animatronic. That should be fun. That's very... It's like walking down the street asking for chewing gum. Can we... um We've done it this morning, so I hope we can. We've done it three times in the last two weeks. What is the design process? Can we tell me? What do we start with? Initial ideas. Initial ideas. Okay. After that, you should be able to take it yourself. What's the next one? You wish you had a bit of paper now, don't you? <laughs> Initial ideas. Next one begins with R. That's... Research. Research. Next one begins with D. That's D... Development. Development. Yeah, you can't answer anymore. This <laughs> uh, that is research development. Next one begins with E. Experiment. Next one begins with R. Redesign. No. Refined. Refined. Yes, refinement. And then the last one is something you do in baseball. You can all shout it together. You pitch. There you go. There's your design Very process. Good. Very good. Can I just ask three questions? Seeing as we've just come up. Come to that point. We've got quite a few young designers in the room. We've got a designer here. So, three questions I would like to ask are, how did you become a designer to start with? So, I studied a foundation course, which is like a taster course for design um, at a college in London. Then I went to Brighton University. I did a degree in three-dimensional design. And I actually wanted to be a furniture designer. So then I went to try to get various jobs in furniture design at the same time as designing the whole concept for the, the, the gumdrop bin. So it's been quite a long process. What did you want to be when you were eight years old? An inventor. Anybody else, Anybody want, else to want to be an inventor? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you wanted to be an inventor, and is there anyone you would like to swap jobs with now, and why? Probably Jonathan Ives, who's the head of design at Apple. Um, I think he's got a very, very cool job as he gets to design all of the latest sort of technology. So I'd probably like to swap with him. Thank you very much for coming down today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you Thanks for speaking for to me. everyone, and thank you for your time.